This podcast channel is about you, successful international entrepreneurs, successful expats, successful investors, sponsored by HCJ Contacts. Okay, so welcome, welcome, welcome. HCJ.tax, member of Moore's Rule in Asia Pacific. So today we are having yet another live stream. We do these live streams every week. Uh, please feel free to visit our website, which is HCJ.tax, and click on events, and you can see what we're going to do next week. So we do this every week, so feel free to join us. Please keep in mind that this is being recorded. So if you're with us on Zoom, and you do not wish your image to be captured, all you need to do is keep your camera switched off. Otherwise, it will be recorded. So this is gonna be recorded and it's gonna be made available on various platforms, including YouTube, uh, our Facebook page, our website, hj.tax, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, uh, wherever you get your, your, your favorite podcasts, you're gonna find this this uh this live stream is going to be recorded there so if some of your colleagues and friends can make it you can point them in that direction so okay so today we're going to talk about taxes for digital nomads in bali and we have with us dicky damwawi who is our expert he is the head of tax at moore's roland in indonesia those who are not familiar with moore's roland and it's a it's a global accounting network in asia we probably have over 30 offices in i think 13 countries by now so as far north as tokyo and beijing all the way down to sydney and melbourne in australia and Dickie sits in indonesia in jakarta mosroland also has an office in bali so there's a satellite office in bali mosroland is the fourth largest accounting firm in indonesia so it's one of the big 10, one of the big four. So do keep in mind, however, that we are not giving advice, uh, you know, in terms of license and, and stuff like that. So we're having a general conversation about general principles. And what we're hoping is at the end of this conversation, you'll be equipped with the tools and an appreciation of the issues that you need to take to your preferred advisory team. But this is not meant to be advice where you take notes and then you run off and do what we say. Uh-uh, that doesn't work that way. There's no way we can understand your situation inside out in the limited time that we have available today. So without further ado, I will ask Dickie to introduce himself. And then we have a series of questions and answers, uh, a Q&A kind of session. Some of you did submit your questions in advance. Thank you for that. We will try to attack them in the order in which we receive them. If you didn't get to submit your question in, in advance, or you just forgot or, or whatever, feel free to type in the box below. So if you're on Zoom, you can type in the chat box below. If you're on Facebook or one of the other platforms that this is being streamed onto, just type below and we'll get to them in the order in which they are received. So Dickie, Please introduce yourself. You just need to unmute yourself first. Sorry, Dickie is still muted. You'll need to unmute yourself. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. 
I'm glad to see you online virtually here. We've done this a couple of times already. It's been two years with Darren. Yeah, so basically we discuss about digital nomads in Indonesia from the tax point of view of Indonesia tax regulations. So I hope that after this discussions, uh, it, it might be clearer for you uh, to have a business in Indonesia or to have friends who wants to do business in Indonesia, you can uh, refer them to us. All right, wonderful. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. So again, we receive, you, if you send it via email, yes, we got it. Uh, sorry, I didn't get a chance to acknowledge each and every one, but we got your emails, definitely. But if it is that you have additional questions or you didn't get to email it, type in the box below. So let's go. Question number one, how does someone become tax resident in Indonesia? What triggers tax residents? Dickie. Yeah, an Indonesian tax resident is defined as individual who is an Indonesian citizen yeah, or a foreigner who resides in Indonesia for more than 133 days within any 12 months period or the foreigner present in Indonesia during a tax year with the intention to reside in Indonesia. Mm. Okay, gotcha. So, so just basically, I mean, the 183 day rule, I think people who are remote workers, they're in international investors are familiar with the 183 day rule. So, but in Indonesia, if I'm understanding you correctly, right? So if it is that you get a work permit in advance and then you all long stay permit, however, it is under the immigration rules, because obviously there's several uh, visas with which you can enter Indonesia. But if you come in with a residence visa, including a work permit, your tax residence starts when you land, correct? Am I correct in saying that? Yes, right. correct. And, correct. And then yeah. otherwise, like if you come in visa on arrival, you come in as a tourist or whatever, then yeah. you have to do 183 days in a calendar year. And yeah. just to or, kind of, go ahead. Yeah, or yeah. after you, you months, one month you stay here and then you fall in love and you, you have intention <laughs> to stay here, yeah. then you can, you can, uh registered to the local tax office okay wonderful i know people like to talk about visa runs but we're just making it clear visa runs really don't work it may, it may work from an immigration perspective potentially yeah. but from a tax perspective which is what we're talking about here today it does not work because the clock does not reset because it's 183 days within a calendar year so the clock keeps ticking as you leave and you enter again it continues so so hope that helps whoever asked that question. The next question is number two. How does a, uh, this is a popular one and we discuss this a lot. How does a foreigner in Indonesia, some, someone who's not an Indonesian uh, citizen, how do they get to exclude their foreign income when they're tax resident in, in Indonesia? Dickie. Oh. Okay, so there is a new regulations. Uh, we call it Omnibus Law, mm -hmm. uh, published about uh, last year, November last year. So mm -hmm. uh, Indonesia has made a territorial income tax for expatriates. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it has certain limits, very limit, mm -hmm. certain limits. Number one, have certain skills. 
okay and and the certain skills is only comprised of 25 types of professions so it's very specific professions and mainly of the profession is i will i will read it for you for example chemists geologists biologists system analysts software developer mining supervisor process control technicians air traffic safety electronic device technician electrical engineer so it's very kind of uh, not a finance guy <laughs> they're going to to free but it's very specific knowledge that that the the expatriate the foreigners can transfer the knowledge to the indonesians mm -hmm. yeah that's that's the, the skills the certain skills and number two if you have the certain skills and the territorial income tax only valid for four tax years since your first coming to indonesia okay so in 2016 you come to indonesia for three years then these exceptions for withholding income for for overseas uh, for overseas income exclusions only left for one year hmm. okay. okay yeah right. so, so so there is only so certain skills and yeah. and it is not last forever it is only four years since you first come to indonesia right and you know i i'm glad that you you're shedding some light on this because you know i i've seen some people kind of misunderstand this online and unfortunately they spread uh, a perspective that may not technically be correct so this is good so it's very specific in terms of the professions and of course implicit in that you need to register right yeah. so you'd need to register and probably uh your certifications or your credentials yes. would need to be vetted yeah. and then you'll get permission to exclude the the income that arises outside yeah. so it is it's not automatic it's no. not you know you can't assume i just landed in indonesia i just landed in bali so i'm going to enjoy this no you need to go through the steps yeah. properly yes so, mm, thank you very much for for clearing that up and moving on number three when are tax returns due for those who are tax resident in indonesia end of march end of march right so so we're late if somebody hasn't done it as yet <laughs> yeah. they're already late so are there so what if somebody is late you know let's let's throw that out there so how you know are there like uh any you can seek an extension like in some of the jurisdictions can you is there like uh in some of the jurisdictions there'll be reasonable cause where you can avoid penalties and interest if you have a, a valid reason for being late what can we do if we're late for individual, no, you, okay. there's no extensions. Mm. Just if you're late, then you only got charged for one million rupiah the penalty. Mm. Okay, and is there interest as well, or just a penalty? Uh, if you have um, underpayment, in case your underpayment income tax, mm. yeah. then there is tax penalty one percent per month. Mm. okay so penalties and interest okay so the the key point is you need to get 
this done as soon as possible. All right, gotcha. Yeah. All right, number four. Okay, termination of residence. So like when someone decides, you know, I've had a good time in, in Bali, I've been here for a few years or whatever. So it's time for me to move on. I'm going to move on to Singapore, to Thailand or, or whatever. How do they sever tax residency in Indonesia? How do they let the tax office know, hey, I, I'm on my way out? No. So uh, let's assume this guy is complying with the tax. Mm -hmm. So they report annual yep. income tax every year mm -hmm. and and in the middle of the year they want to get out mm -hmm. forever from indonesia so they have to 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 send a letter to tax office for mm -hmm. repo revocation for the tax id mm -hmm. and then the tax the tax office will process that applications for within a year Mm -hmm. by by doing a tax audit so you will be taxed but you uh you basically the foreigner always use tax consultant to yeah. do this because mm -hmm. they already left the country yeah. you should left mm -hmm. the country and get exit permit only mm -hmm. based based on the exit permit only we file in the applications for the revocation right okay Okay, so it's not too dissimilar to, to Singapore where I'm based. So when you when you seek to exit, you need to, well, with your employer or whatever, you let the tax office know that, hey, I'm leaving. And they would initiate certain steps. So yeah. you can, you know, you could settle whatever tax liabilities you may or may not have, and you can leave on, on a good note. So you, you'll have no problems if you ever try to come in. Because we have had clients that unfortunately didn't do things the right way. And, you know, in certain jurisdictions and they are not allowed to ever return so yes. we we do not advise anyone to burn any bridges you never know what's going to happen so when you're exiting you need to exit in the right way so i got gotcha. you okay next question okay is there any communication between immigration the immigration authorities and the tax authorities in in bali and indonesia do they talk to each other um in practice i didn't see it mm -hmm. in practice yet i didn't see it yet because uh, but but for certain mm -hmm. big amounts of mm -hmm. tax due mm -hmm. yeah? yeah so if you have big amount of tax due then mm -hmm. for sure the tax office send formal letter to the immigration so that yeah. you cannot leave the country. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, you, you, so I, I get what you're saying that if the amount is big, it all alternatively, if you're a high-profile personality, and we yeah. saw that a couple of years ago with a digital nomad from the U.S., uh, a young lady who was based in Bali, and she was saying whatever she was saying online, no judgment. She was doing whatever she was doing online, and it invited and attracted negative attention and then in that case the immigration team did speak to the tax team and they uh they were of the opinion that since she was earning money even though it's remote and it's online the point is the economic activity was happening yes. in Bali, and therefore she is in breach of whatever immigration rules she was there on and she was also in breach of the the tax rules but yeah 
So they do speak to each other when they need to, but yeah. ordinarily, <laughs> not exactly. No. No. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so scrolling down. Okay, I'm going to another screen now to see what's next. All right. Crypto. Crypto is, of course, a super popular topic among the, you know, the remote worker, digital nomad, international investor community. So in Indonesia, is crypto considered money or currency? Okay, so yeah. currently, just a couple of weeks ago, the Minister mm -hmm. of Finance published mm -hmm. a new regulation about mm -hmm. crypto assets. So yeah. we we so I can definitely say this crypto money no, <laughs> is this not a legal payment instrument in Indonesia? Right. So so it's not. So in other words, is it like in other uh, jurisdictions that we're more familiar with, like the UK and the US and Australia? Is it a commodity? Yes. Is this a commodity? Okay. Gotcha. So I guess those those sorts of rules that apply. And so under what conditions generally speaking with a transaction involving crypto be taxable generally speaking um they regulate on the on the transactions of the mm -hmm. crypto selling buying mm -hmm. and then also mining mining okay yeah. so as you mentioned mining how is mining taxed in indonesia uh i read the regulation it's still unclear whether okay. the, the 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 writer of the regulation understand how the mining how the stacking right yeah understand how the process will be right but but we got to be conservative so mm -hmm. if you if you do mining then it's a big it's a big chance you you will be you will become fatable entrepreneurs Okay, so it's so it would attract uh, both VAT, which is the indirect tax or sales tax, as it's called in other jurisdiction. So it's VAT as well as uh, the income tax. tax, as well as income tax. So both yeah. direct yeah. and indirect in taxes. Yeah. So yeah. I think we get the direct taxes because it's quite common in other jurisdictions that staking and mining is taxed. It's you, you pay it as part of your income tax, or if you do it through a company as part of your corporation tax. But could you tell us a bit more about the VAT implications? Uh, so like, the rate, the rate for the VAT is quite low. It's only one point one percent from the value. Okay. Okay, it's quite low. And for the income tax, is mm -hmm. on it's a final income tax zero point one percent. It's final. Mm -hmm. it, it means it's the it doesn't need to be sum, sum up with other income. Mm -hmm. It's final, 0.1%. Is it? Is there like a threshold, like in Singapore, for example, there's a threshold and if your income is below, uh, if the, well, the income being generated is below such a threshold, it won't be subject to, to, to the equivalent of VAT in Singapore, which is GST. So is there a threshold in Indonesia? Or? In general, for fatable entrepreneur, there is a threshold, 4.8 billion rupiah. Okay, 4.8 billion rupiah. So yeah. anything below that threshold, no VAT? No VAT. Okay, gotcha. No VAT. 
Yeah. However, we yeah. do the tradings on bitcoins on whatever coins through yeah. the exchangers, right? Yeah. So the exchangers will will charge us with the VAT and withhold these the income final income tax from the seller. Mm -hmm. So I think it will be automatically charged to the customer to you. Right. Yeah. So th that so that's assuming, of course, that the exchange is in Indonesia. Yeah. If and the exchange not in Indonesia, they already stated the 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 the, the tariff, the tax rate is different twice. It's twice mm -hmm. higher with VAT mm -hmm. and with the income tax is twice higher. Wow. But, yeah, yeah, but the problem is how they going to to chase the exchanges outside there, right? So they that was will, that was my question. Yeah. Yeah. So they will, uh, they will like e-commerce, you know, e-commerce mm -hmm. VAT collector. Mm -hmm. So the tax office will will uh, will will state it by by their own mm -hmm, mm -hmm. discretion that okay, Google, since you mm -hmm. are selling to indonesian so mm -hmm. i so i i stipulated that you become the vat collector and have to pay and they will get the tax id number mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay so the so in other words there's any exchange uh for example lots of exchanges in singapore or the us or, or australia or whatever if it is that they have uh I guess people who are based in Indonesia, based in Bali, and they are actively doing stuff through the exchanges. Yeah. The thing for them to do, once they know, I guess they have to figure out that their investors or whoever are Indonesian tax residents, yes. they need to yeah. register with the tax office in Indonesia. Yes. Voluntary and, can. Yeah. If they, they voluntarily want to, then they just mm -hmm. send a letter. And tax mm -hmm. office will review whether the transactions is quite big for mm -hmm. Indonesian customer. Then they will issue your the tax ID for the exchanger. Okay, understood, understood. And like in the U.S., right? In the U.S., crypto to crypto, so like uh, Bitcoin to ETH or Litecoin, it those crypto to crypto transactions are taxable. Yeah, uh, is it is it the same in Indonesia? Crypto. Yeah, to crypto? same. Same is is we call it swap here. They call it okay. is this a swap? Mm. Then seller and buyer will have to pay VAT, and the seller will have to pay the final income tax. Wow. Okay. And generally speaking, there is there a distinction between capital gains taxes and just like trading or, or ordinary income tax. In some jurisdictions, like in Singapore, they're treated differently. Or they treated the same in Indonesia. Okay, differently. So capital mm. gain tax. Mm. Uh, so it depends on the asset. Okay. 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 So if you are uh, selling the shares from the stock exchange from Indonesia stock exchange, yeah, it will. They they want the tax off the tax treatment is final income tax from mm -hmm. from the amount of sell. Okay, so they don't care whether you gain or loss, you have to pay tax. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, but they're taxed at different rates. No, single rate, 0.1%. Oh, 
Wow. 0.1%. So I yeah. guess you, you need, you want to invest here. It's yeah. very low tax and it's final, but it's the same when you take it to US, then you have to, to progressive yeah. tax rate, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay. So that, this is an important point. So, so uh, single rate, so there's no separate tax rate for capital gains and ordinary income. If you make money on crypto, aren't you being taxed with your, your marginal tax rate, whatever that may be? No, oh, it's, a, it's, a it, it's final. It's a flat rate. Means final is no need to 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 combine with your other income. Oh wow, that is that is that is potentially quite attractive, right? Yeah. So, is it like the, the government is deliberately trying to encourage the the whole crypto economy? Yeah, I think so because yeah. it's it's going bigger and bigger. Yeah. And they don't pay a tax until now. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Good to know. Okay, I'm going through another question that was submitted. All right, uh, so the person is writing, hi there, first of all, thanks for taking the time, blah, blah, blah. Indonesia is really hard to understand with all the laws changing often and with dubious interpretations. This is, I'm just reading this person's opinion. I'm not judging, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so my question is around a concrete structure that I've been using while a resident of the UAE. So this person was in the United Arab Emirates. Now he or she is saying, I'm in Bali and I'm, I like Bali. Everybody likes Bali, of course. And they want to remain there permanently. So again, someone has moved from the United Arab Emirates to Bali and they're liking it. So they have a structure where they're 100% owner of a US LLC and they run an IT consulting business through this LLC and they bank the, the clients, so the, the, I guess the banking is in the United States. The, their clients are in Singapore and the UK. And they're talking about that when they were in the United Arab Emirates, there were no tax returns, which is, yeah. So in just provide context, once you are in the UAE, you only, you only pay taxes and stuff if you do business domestically then you need to register for VAT and whatever but if you just do international business like this person is correct then no taxes at all so anyway so this person is here in Bali running a business an LLC in the U.S. clients in the U.K. and Singapore and they're considering getting an investor Kitas a C314 in Indonesia as a non-executive shareholder in a PTPMA so the question is, after all of that, given that structure, what are the options to optimize tax liability in Indonesia? Is it possible? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. It depends. So, <laughs> it depends. Yeah, the answer is always it depends. But what, what struck me is that this person is a consultant, right? So chances are it is a, a, like a single member LLC, as we say in US terms. So the point is that management and control, those two tests, Management and control are being exercised from Indonesia. Yeah. So this is this company should be taxable to Indonesia yeah. in, in the first place. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that this person is, you know, going to, thinking of doing the right thing, which is registering for Kitas and whatever. So you're correct. This person is correct. You need to register a business in, in Indonesia because it's you running a business from Indonesia. Uh, you get your PTPMA set up. And then uh, I guess you can be an employee of that PTPMA. So you pay taxes, whatever's left inside will be paying corporate taxes. So, so, so yeah, I think this person is on the right path. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you say about that, uh, Dickie? 
This person yeah. is not yeah. yeah. So dividends right now, dividends, you are an individual and you get dividends from the yeah. company. Mm -hmm. It might be 0% tax okay. on dividends. Right. If if yeah. the if the dividends you invest in again to mm. the companies or to you buy bonds in Indonesia or you buy shares on the stock exchange. Mm -hmm. So if you invest again in Indonesia, then will be zero percent tax. Right. So so this is good. So this is a good planning opportunity, right? So in terms of legitimate tax planning, if it is the the the, the profits are reinvested into Indonesia, it, you can relieve yourself of you know the dividend taxes. Oh, is it relief or is it deferred? So at some point in time, so uh, not not the profit, Darren. It's dividend. Yeah. Oh, the dividends. Okay, dividend, not the profit. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Right. So, so, okay. Let me, let me just make sure I, I got this right. So this person is going to be in a key test. So they need to pay themselves a salary. Yeah. Right. And that salary will be taxable. Yeah. That's the income tax. And then they have a company, the PTPMA. So yeah. the PTPMA will pay the corporate taxes. Whatever yes. that yeah. Right. So yeah. then ordinarily when they pull the dividends out, yeah, that will be taxable as well. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. they can, avail themselves of a planning opportunity yeah yes and they can invest that in certain like in bonds and in certain instruments yeah, yeah. partially can yeah partially also can partially okay and okay so a question would be when they eventually liquidate that investment so they redeem the bonds or whatever oh, okay so it has to hold there for three years okay so there's a minimum holding period so three yes. years yeah and then after three years is it tax-free Yes, tax free. Fantastic. So that's a great tax planning opportunity. So whoever wrote that question, I'm not going to call your name. You know who you are. Uh, I hope that helps. And if you want to operationalize that, you feel free to reach out to Dickie directly. Okay. I would be happy to help. <laughs> All right. Next question. So someone is asking here in Zoom: Can you confirm that the final income tax on a crypto transaction sold through an Indonesian exchange? is the same rate as the sale of a share in a listed company, namely 0.1% of the sale. Dickie? Sold through an Indonesian exchange. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can confirm that if the yeah. exchange have made the systems to withhold the final income tax. Mm. Okay, so it is not us, the seller, to pay directly to the tax office. Hey, I have selling the crypto. No, it should be the withholder. The withholder will be the exchangers to withhold. Okay. So, so this person needs to, you know, touch base with the actual exchange, the crypto exchange, and make sure yeah. that they are doing the right thing and they're going to withhold. Yes. And then they'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I hope that answers. And this regulation. Yeah, the, this regulation will become effective on May 1st, yeah? Okay, so not yet, okay. Not yet, so, yeah. So, I mean, May is soon, but in the in the interim, if they sell in the interim, what should they do before May 1st? <laughs> no, it's self-assessment, so... The, yeah, so... <laughs> they need to since, declare since it. Since it is self... Yeah, you need to declare and pay capital gain tax then. Mm-hmm. So if you, you if you if you treat it as a capital gain, then the tax rate will be progressive. 
Mm. Okay, gotcha. Okay, James, hope that answers your question. Moving on. Okay, somebody's asking, uh, okay, in terms of tracking their trades, so this is assuming that it's not an Indonesian uh, crypto exchange, if it's one of the others outside. And assuming, of course, that they didn't register with Indonesia, so there's no withholding. So then when this person is self-reporting, do they need to track every buy and sell or can they use averages? Can they use average or do they use FIFO or LIFO or HIFO? Last in, first out, first in, first out, highest in, first out. How do they track? What's the right thing to do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Currently, it's, it's, it's still unclear. They're okay. not, they not regulate so, mm -hmm. so detailed like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. even I still imagine how this zero point two percent for the ox for the overseas exchanger, how mm -hmm. they can withhold this zero point two percent, right? So because the the overseas exchangers has to wait until they get approval to get tax ID from Indonesian yeah. tax office, so that right. they they may may be they might able to withhold the zero point two percent. Otherwise how they can withhold, right? <laughs> so it's hmm. still unclear now. Okay, so things are still unclear, but uh, depending on what jurisdiction uh, that the person who's asking may also be exposed to, I guess you, then you also need to be conscious of what the rules are there and, you know, and to see, make sure that, you know, when they do their taxes, that they're not going to be taxed twice because, you know, if there's a pop yeah. offset. So Indonesia, generally, they recognize foreign tax credits, correct? So if it's being taxed somewhere correct. else. Right. But yeah. in order to avail yourself of those foreign tax credits, how do you do that? How do you, do, is it just filling out a form, self-assessment, mm -hmm. or do you need to show evidence that it was paid like a, a bank transfer or something that evidences that that tax was actually paid? Yeah. For... For the submissions of annual income tax return, mm -hmm. you just need to fill in the form. Okay, so no yeah. proof, just fill in the form. Okay, yeah, but cool. but you yeah. but you you have to keep the proof. If one day the tax uh, office asks you, right? Okay, that's that's interesting. That's good to know. Okay, all right. And people are asking about uh, staking and stuff like that. So again, we're saying, just to repeat what you said earlier, the rules is as yet unclear on that. But, you know, taking a conservative position, you're making money, you have an income. So the, you know, the conservative right thing to do is declare it, right? Yeah. And, pay, and pay taxes on it. Okay. Right. And someone is asking, uh, well, yeah, if it is, it, we've answered, again, you've answered this question already. If you use an exchange in Singapore, yeah, again, the, the, the process is the same. That exchange in Singapore, if they have Indonesian clients, they should have registered with Indonesia doing the right thing. Otherwise, you would need, you know, self-assessment. You need to declare it yourself. Because once you're tax resident in Indonesia, ordinarily, you're going to pay taxes on your worldwide income. So, okay. All right, great. Any other questions? I'm just gonna check on some of the other platforms to see if anybody else is asking any questions. On, nope, nothing on Facebook. 
Okay, great. Any other questions from you guys back here in, in Zoom land? Any other questions? Or have we answered all of your questions here today? Okay. Okay, great. I think that's all the questions for today. That's great. So Dickie, if someone wants to reach out to, to your team, either the satellite office in Bali or the main office in Jakarta, what's the best way to find you guys? You can search my name or morsroland.com. Mm. Yeah, mm. there's the, in the chat box, there is my LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can, so you can reach out to, to, to Dickie directly. He's available. He's reachable on LinkedIn. So it's Dickie, D-I-C-K-Y, D-A-R-M-A-W-I. So you can do a search for him on LinkedIn. You could message him directly. Otherwise, you can go to Moore's Roland Main Indonesia website, which is Moore's, I think it's Moore's-Roland.com. Yes, correct. Okay, so it's Moore's, that's M-O-O-R-E-S-Roland, R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. That's the main website. And you can use the contact form and you know, the right member of the team will get back to you if you have any questions. Uh, otherwise, I'm htj.tax and you can reach us on our website. We do this, we do live streams every week where we answer questions about doing taxes the right way when you're working internationally. My name is Darren Joseph. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye, thank you. Here are four ways we can help you. Number one, sign up for free webinars on U.S. Expat Taxes and International Entrepreneur Taxes at www.htj.tax. Number two, stream premium educational videos at www.htj.tax. Number three, contact us for tax optimization consult over Zoom. Number four, high net worth. We can quote for doing your U.S. international taxes returns. Our books and upcoming events are available at htj.tax. Please subscribe, like, share, and comment below. Email us at help at htj.tax to engage us to advise on international tax or business matters.